You're listening to Hockey Prospect Radio on Sirius XM NHL Network Radio. Here's Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. It's Hockey Prospect Radio, powered by Junior Prospect Hockey League, Western Canada's newest developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level at JuniorProspectHockeyLeague.com. We're now speaking with Patrick Williams, AHL correspondent for AHL.com and NHL.com. We'll, we're getting back into the saddle to talk about some AHL rookies, and Patrick and I are going to talk about a really unique situation that's developed in Milwaukee, uh, the farm team for the Nashville Predators. Now, not very often, it's quite rare, where you have three rookie forwards who all play prominent minutes, play in prominent situations, and are all on pace for potentially 50 points each. Now, Nashville fans, pump the brakes. I know you're, you could be potentially excited about this. These players coming into play next year, I would caution that. I like to see them come back for another year and completely dominate the American Hockey League before you throw them into an NHL situation because two of them are 20, one of them's 19. And we're talking about right off the hop, you know, is Joachim Kemmel, who's 19, and then Zachary Lahuru, who's 20, and then Fedor Svechkov, who's also 20, which makes it also really unique is Svechkov is a natural center, and that two-way center who's responsible reminds me a lot, Patrick, of a typical Russian center in the 80s, a guy mm-hmm. who can do everything and is responsible, but not necessarily elite, but really high-end in a lot of areas. Jokub Kemmel yeah. is the sniper and the goal scorer, and Zachary Hillaru is the guy who is going to go all do all the dirty work, going to grind in the corners, go to the net, agitate, draw defenders for him, draw penalties, and then take a lot of penalties. And it's really interesting that each of them have found success in different ways at a really young, very young age. Um, and we've talked about this before. We give you know Nashville and Milwaukee a lot of credit for keeping a real stable environment for prospects to grow up in. And I think Nashville has been waiting for a group of young prospect forwards like this for quite some time. Yeah, I mean, really, has there been a more stable, more productive uh, farm system um, throughout the last several decades than Milwaukee and Nashville? I mean, pretty much, if Providence, you're going to play Nashville, yeah, you're going right, through Hershey. Milwaukee, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I mean, whether you're Pecorine or Roman Yossi or Philip Forsberg, I mean, you go right down the list, pretty much a who's who, right? You know, down to Shea Weber have come through Milwaukee, have gone through that kind of, that regimen of slow state development. Um, you know, we worked into the national lineup, like they don't rush players. And so now we have the next crop, right? And, you, you, you know, you, you mentioned Svechkov. And, you know, the first player I, I think of uh, with him is like a Sergei Nemchinov. Right. Like, right. Like you said, like that Soviet type 80s center, like good two way player uh, doesn't do anything. Maybe spectacularly well. It's not the most flashy player, but, uh, you know, really drives the play and uh, reliable, reliable. Right. Like and right, and that can take you a long way in the NHL. Right. Like you know, that's that, a long that, you can have a long 12, 15 year career by yeah. being a consistent second line center that can yeah. match up defensively, that can be on a second unit power play, can be on the first unit penalty kill, and you can match up against the other team's top lines and plays a reliable mistake-free game for the most part. Yeah. And so what I like about this group is, like, you know, they're four, five, six in scoring, uh, LaRue, uh, 
Camo and Svechkov, right? Right, one after another. And really, for, for good measure, you have uh, Igor Vanasev. Uh, he's uh, third third on the team in scoring, all of 22 years old. So, like, you know, this is a team that's, uh, I think, a bona fide Calder Cup contender that it's got a good veteran base, but the, but the prospects are driving a lot of that success. I think that's where... Um, you have to be really encouraged if you're, you're Milwaukee and Nashville, where, you know, it's not kind of, all right, a bunch of 30, 32 year olds that are, you know, kind of uh, doing all the work and then the, the kids are kind of alone for the ride. No, it's like the kids are, are active contributors. And, and, and then also, you know, you look at all three players, they're, they're, you know, they're really a little bit of everything, right? Like, so like markedly different in terms of like LaRue, like you said, classic agitator. Um, I spoke with Carl Taylor, the head coach there in Milwaukee, and you no, know, he was very, uh, very upfront about the fact that yeah, he will, uh, he's a player that will take penalties. Um, He'll cross the line. The price, yeah, like that that line, uh, and he's finding that line, and that that's a different line as you go higher up uh, the 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 food chain in terms of you know leagues. Um, He's already got 86 minutes through half the season. So, you know, it's still a little bit of a, you know, uh, something that's developing. But, you know, like he made the point, that's why we have a penalty kill. We'll live with those penalties uh, as long as they're penalties of, uh, you know, trying to make something happen, uh, you know, not lazy penalties. And you know, I would say his penalties are lazy. And if you have to kill penalty because he's out there, he's agitating, making things happen, then so be it. And then you have like, uh, you know, Camel, who's just a real good, steady player. What I love about him is they brought him over from uh, Finland last year, uh, middle of March, I'd say, and um, they got him into a good, long playoff run. Like so, he got uh, a month of regular season play down the stretch, plus almost two months. He went to the Western Conference Final Game Six, so you know he got at the age of eighteen, got a lot of. Uh, really, really high end experience. And Played well in the playoffs season. too. Yeah, like he, he fit in. Like, um, it w- it wasn't long before you were like, you know, you didn't really think of him as, as the new player uh, on the block anymore. He was just, uh, he he looked he looked every bit the part of a player that had been there all year and you know had some really good experience. I mean, he's coming from the Finnish system, so like they they tend to you know uh, turn out, um, you know well-rounded players in that sense. So, and then, you know, like then I mentioned Svechkov, right? Like a good kind of like, uh, you know, uh, two-way uh, player could do a little bit of everything. So um, there's a lot of variety in the Nashville system as well. It's not kind of just one thing. Um, and they're, they're well-coached. I mean, Carl Taylor, I mean, I think is going to get an NHL head coaching job at some point. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, he's a guy that really, you know, he works well with young players uh, holds them accountable, but also can really relate to them. And, um, you know, he's really smart. He's had a ton of success. He came up through the, the Dallas system uh, as an assistant, uh, you know, with, with Texas, uh, had a lot of success there, got his own head coaching job. Um, Milwaukee has now put put the years in with that. So, um, yeah, I mean, Milwaukee and Nashville are just kind of at this point, uh, like a well-honed machine and, um, there's just a lot to love about this. Every year, man, it just feels like three or four players always seem to come up through that system, and uh, you know, you know, always kind of replenish that roster down there in Nashville. Yeah, one of the things I'm really intrigued by now that Barry Trotz is the general manager because yeah. 
you know, one, obviously he, he was a, a scout for a long time that, uh, you know, people don't sometimes recognize or realize, but it's also his coaching, you know, when you're, when you look through the coaching lens, there's a patience there of understanding, okay, the kids, the kids are playing really well in the American league, but there's a separation point between the American league and the NHL. And I can't throw them into a situation where they're surviving. They have mm-hmm. to be able to thrive. And so yeah. he can look at that short-term viewpoint of what a coach would look at. And then the long-term view from a GM standpoint and try to bridge that time frame and that gap until they're ready, you know, for, for Nashville, like they're fighting for a wild card spot right now. So they're missing some high end talent, but you don't cultivate that unless you give that, that group and that talent time to mature and to get better and to be able to experiment and make mistakes without it being catastrophic. Like, yes, we talk about, you know, the American league of being a developmental league to a degree, right? Like it's not all development. Like you are allowed to experiment to a degree. You're allowed to make mistakes to a degree, depending on what type of player you are. And they're given some leeway, but it's not everything. So talk like just briefly talk about, you know, how you think that's going to impact the prospects moving forward to having uh, a former coach is now the GM. Yeah, that is an interesting question. I mean, like David Poyle was there from, from day one with Nashville and like, you know, you just were used to a certain way of, of things. And, and you mentioned like Barry Trotz has that, that scouting background with the Washington Capitals. Now granted it's a long ways back, but, um, and obviously, you know, a fantastic head coach for, for, you know, better part of a, you know, 20 plus years. And um, now he's in the GM seat and, so it's going to be interesting to sort of, you know, it's going to, we're, it's going to take a little bit of time, I think, to really see how everything uh, unfolds and settles out. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, Barry Trotz, I mean, you're not going to probably find a more well-rounded hockey mind in the business than, than him, just in terms of somebody who can see, you know, really across the entire scope of a team, you know, really like, like from the NHL roster on down to the AHL roster, you know, whether you're talking pro amateur scouting, you know, whatever it may be. Um, in terms of how do you bring all those pieces together, kind of have a coherent, um, you know, philosophy across across the board. So, yeah, I'm interested to see him and Scott Nickel there. You know, the GM uh, in that in, in Milwaukee, assistant GM with Nashville. Just you know how they kind of like take this next step here, like kind of in the post David Poyle era. You know, as he hands that reign the reins over. You know, last summer. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how patient they are. Because, you know, we, we've talked about this in the past about, you know, going into free agency and, and adding players at the American Hockey League, adding players into the NHL. Mm-hmm. And then, like, why are you doing it? It's really interesting. I asked the question of why they do it. Like, are you there? Are you trying to win? Um, which is you always want to win. But also, are you buying time? Because you have so many young players that are not ready. You got to buy some time for those sure. players to turn into NHL players and you can't force them in every time you see a guy get forced in, it just blows up in their face. So I'm really intrigued. I'm really intrigued to see what happens in Nashville and Patrick, thanks for coming on the show again. Really appreciate it. Um, Look forward to speaking to you next week. We're going to take a short break on hockey prospect radio, slide over to another channel, but come back in about three or four minutes and we'll be back right after these important messages. Every play, every stat, every breakdown, On their own, they're essential, but all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat, 
a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com backslash HPR to learn more. The Junior Prospect Hockey League is Western Canada's newest elite developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level. The JPHL features professional coaches and skill development coaches, along with comprehensive practice, game, and academic schedule, allowing athletes to be successful in a more cost-effective model compared to similar hockey and school programs. To learn more and see why the JPHL is the ideal choice for your student-athlete and family, visit JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. Fractal Hockey Consulting. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo in hockey. We believe in thinking differently. We provide interdisciplinary solutions that are personally designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. Through an integrated series of best business practices, and we design solutions for both hockey operations and hockey business operations. Contact us at fractalhockey.com.